This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, Phil Davis, Head of Future Programmes, reflects on stories in the news. Once, when Jesus was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Then Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he ordered him to tell no one. This week, Radio 4 is running a series of programmes, The Anatomy of Touch, reflecting on the results of a study into people's attitudes towards touch, carried out between January and March of this year by the BBC in conjunction with the Wellcome Collection. The study concludes that positive attitudes towards touch are linked with greater well-being and lower levels of loneliness. 72% of people reported a positive attitude towards touch, and 79% of people liked being touched by their friends. The three most common words used by those interviewed to describe touch were warm, comforting and love. None of this is hugely surprising, even here in the UK, where we might not be quite as demonstrative as some of our more tactile neighbours. But the statistic that caught my attention was that 43% of adults feel that society doesn't enable us to touch enough. The importance of human touch is well documented, and indeed we know from our own experience that a welcome touch of the arm or embrace from a loved one is of so much more value than words. Human touch triggers the release of the hormone oxytocin, which is associated with the increased sense of well-being, reduced stress and longevity, and it is widely accepted that human touch has healing properties in a very real way. Scripture is full of references to touch, and for us Christians this ought not to be surprising given our belief in the incarnation, the enfleshment of God in the person of Jesus. In today's reading we hear the story of Jesus healing the leper. What is remarkable about this passage isn't only that Jesus heals the man, but that he heals him of leprosy. Lepers were pariahs, untouchables, and treating them was prohibited under the Levitical law. Given this taboo, there is little wonder that Jesus orders the man not to tell anyone about him being touched and healed. If touching lepers was taboo in the time of Jesus, it strikes me that the taboo of our time is human touch in a broader sense. During the past few months, we have been prohibited from touching people outside our social bubbles. We can't embrace family members and friends. Teachers can't hug an upset or injured child. We have read stories of women going through childbirth alone in hospital, with their partners having to wait in the car park, and nurses not being allowed to hold their hand. And earlier this week, a crematorium worker in Milton Keynes interrupted a funeral service to tell the sons of the deceased that they couldn't sit with their mother to put an arm around her during the service. Rules appear to trump any sense of compassion in our anti-touch Covid world, even at those key life events when the touch of a friend or relation might be the only thing that makes things bearable. But remember that even before the pandemic, 43% of adults felt that our society doesn't enable us to touch enough, 
it's not simply a function of the pandemic. The most common reason given for this was around the issue of consent. Anxiety about consent in relation to human touch is perhaps unsurprising, given the recent Me Too movement against sexual abuse committed by powerful and prominent men, and the numerous investigations into institutional sexual abuse, not least of all in the church. We read and hear a lot about what happens when touch is imposed and is manipulative, and it creates a sense of unease about when it might be appropriate to embrace friends and colleagues. We are increasingly scared to touch in case we get it wrong. On Tuesday of this week, the Church of England was slammed in a report of the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse. Despite much activity within the Church around the improvement of safeguarding in recent years, it clearly hasn't been enough. In the words of the report, the Church's neglect of the physical, emotional and spiritual well-being of children and young people in favour of protecting its reputation, was in conflict with its mission of love and care for the innocent and the vulnerable. A devastating conclusion for an organisation whose core purpose it is to witness to and reveal God's love in the world. No doubt the National Church will now respond to the report's recommendations by revising the structure of safeguarding and clergy disciplinary procedures and attempting to improve support for victims and survivors. They will also look at how processes are audited for effectiveness so that past failures may not be repeated. But of course National Church process is only part of the solution. Back to the story of the leper. Notice the mutual consent in the story. The leprous man begs Jesus to heal him, but only if he chooses. Jesus' healing touch isn't imposed, but rather invited by a man who sees perfect love in the face of Jesus. And indeed, Jesus also has a choice whether he wants to be involved. Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean, says the leper. I wonder whether the mutuality of consent and obligation we see in this story might inform part of the church's response to creating a healthy, safe and nurturing environment in which all people can thrive. Safeguarding policies and guidelines have their place, but these surely are only a starting point. Might not the real work of safeguarding begin with you and me, in the way we conduct our relationships, deepen the bonds of affection, trust and mutual respect between members of our community, clergy, staff, volunteers, parishioners and visitors alike? And perhaps we might speak up if we notice or suspect that something is amiss or of concern. What sense of obligation does each of us have one to another? And what might our response be? And the question of touch. Well, the respondents to the BBC survey described good experiences of human touch as warm, comforting and loving. That doesn't feel like a bad place to start when trying to work out the hallmarks of healthy human touch in high-trust relationships. So that, in the words of St Teresa of Avila, our hands might be the hands through which Christ blesses the world. Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks in compassion on the world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours the hands with which he blesses all the world. 
Help us, Lord, to love beyond measure without expectation or limitation, that through us the world may know your great love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.